Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. Well, hey, 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 what is going on, fellow geeks and nerds? Welcome back to the Informants Nerdcast. We are still in Season 1 and continuing on after about what is nearly a two-week hiatus between Episode 9 and what is right now coming to you, Episode number 10. I am a nerd, and I am Josh Grisham. I'm also a nerd, and you guys can call me Tim Church if you'd like. Well, it's good to know they've got options. It is episode number 10, and man, it feels good. We've made it double digits. Wow. 10 years old. 10 years old, and we have not (laughs) retired the Nerdcast yet. It's great. It feels good to be in double digits. It feels good to be here on episode number 10. I mean, this is August, right? So I guess we're still in our third month, but we're almost in our fourth, right? I tell you what, 2020 and the Rona, it just, everything just gets extended. So like... One month feels like 10 or 20. Yeah, 2020 has been the longest decade ever. (laughs) Decade or did you mean year? Decade. (laughs) No, I meant decade. So it's been it's been a two week hiatus between episode number nine and episode number 10. And during that time, my 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 co-host my brother from another mother was away from Informants HQ getting some well-deserved and much-needed rest with the fam. You were on vacation. How was that? Oh, it was fantastic. I got to spend some real quality time with my family, got to spend some real quality time doing absolutely nothing. A little A-B, if you will. That is, and I'm, I'm glad, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to get away. I'm glad you had a good trip. And and from what I've heard, I, I don't know if there's pictures out there on social media, but I heard at the uh, at the resort pool, you were trying to pull off your best Mark Zuckerberg by wearing way too much sunscreen. <laughs> is that true? Are there photos out on the net of that? Yes, it is true. Um, I am being uh, cast as the new Joker in the next DCEU movie. So I hope you guys are ready for that. Move over. Uh Literally every other Joker. Uh, Half the patrons at the summer camp went blind due to your whiteness. (laughs) This is what you're waiting for. (laughs) Are you ready for some fun, kids? I'll get you, Batsy. (laughs) So we are here, and we are going to be going back in time one week, or probably probably two weeks, depending upon how much time we've got here. We have a speed round. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're probably going to need a speed round or two to get through all of this. We start first, though. With three guys who have really an immaculate set. I'm assuming they built it on their own. And these guys had a hell of a lot of free time on their hands. What did they do with all that free time? Well, they decided to have butt atrophy. (laughs) Flight simulator pilots made a 16-hour trip from L.A. to Dubai. And they did this in real time. Which means if you're piloting a plane and you want to be very realistic about this... You can't go to the bathroom. You sit there for 16 hours and you fly in Microsoft Flight Simulator for 16 straight hours. If you got to go, you got to go in a cup. <laughs> hey, hoarders. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little inside joke for those of you. This is dedication, man. I, I could not do that. I mean, I've been loving Microsoft Flight Simulator. I've been playing it over the last couple of days, but I, I could not do this. These guys, 
I mean, there's three of them, right? So I mean, <laughs> couldn't couldn't one of them take over so the other one could could use the the little boys' room? What's your vector, Victor? Roger, Roger. I, I guess so. Maybe the <laughs> one in the back is the one that can actually stunt in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, oh, I mean, what? I mean yeah, fifteen what's... minutes of fame, dude. Yeah, let's play Microsoft Flight Simulator for sixteen hours. This is the greatest idea we have ever had. Let's look at the followers. You know what would really suck if they did this for sixteen hours and they got like maybe ten views. Yeah, that, that, that would that, be horrible. Be, that'd be us. <laughs> yeah, that would be us. You, at, at the time we started, hey, Tim, this was the best idea we ever had. How many views we got? Dude, it, it, it's been it's been two years since we shot the video, and it's only got 10 views. Man, that 16 hours really sucked. Yeah, let's just go back to making videos where Tim gets scared by Annabelle and wonders where the dog is it's so much better but yeah that that happened 16 hours these guys spent a lot of time uh, playing flight simulator yeah so uh th- this is great news i think i, I think this i'm going to categorize this you know it's so great, great that like nobody on our facebook page even remotely cared about it they, they will after they hear this they definitely will because they want to know what tim and josh have to say about it first uh so even with venom let there be carnage and morbius the living vampire being postponed until 2021 sony pictures is continuing to still build up its slate of marvel films jc chandor is now in talks to direct sony's craven the hunter which is the latest film to gain momentum in the studio's universe of marvel characters uh you know We've been very split, I I feel, as a nerd community on whether we think Sony should be doing what they're doing. I I have high hopes after seeing films like Venom as well as the trailer for Morbius um, that they could develop additional villain properties and possibly, hopefully, bring in a proper Sinister Six movie. There's been way too many buildup for those movies in the past, and they've always gone kaput before they actually happen. Maybe this new direction will actually make it happen. So a little Craven, a little Venom, you know, going up against maybe some Carnage. I, I think it'd be a pretty cool movie. You know, I don't I don't know much about J.C. Chander, but I will say this. Craven the Hunter is long overdue. I mean, you go back... This goes back way, way back in time, even when Robin Williams was still alive. You remember the chatter uh, at multiple times that Robin Williams could have potentially have been Craven the Hunter more than once. Yeah, Robin had his uh, hand in many different superhero properties, but for some reason, he always got pushed back, and it always broke my heart because I would have loved to see him in something of that caliber. Yeah. So, I mean, Craven the Hunter, long overdue. I want to see a movie about Craven the Hunter. Let's get him established. Let's move him forward into the Sinister Stick, uh, Six and then go from there. I just, I want this to be a partnership film. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be full-on Sony. I want Marvel to be involved in Craven yeah. the Hunter just because of how precious Spider-Man is and the where things are going with that. And here's the thing. You know, as I think Morbius the Living Vampire, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've got hope in Jared Leto for maybe the first time ever uh, as an actor that he might be <laughs> able to be the one teamed up with the likes of Tom Hardy as Vindom, uh, teamed up with Michael Keaton as Vulture and any other Sony vi- Spider-Man villains that they bring forward to create a proper movie and have that bridge between the MCU and Sony's Marvel properties. If they can continue to have that bridge and that partnership and relationship, I guarantee you the fans will love it. It will be super successful and they're going to make lots and lots of money. 
And at the end of the day, that's that's where it goes. So let's 100%. Let, let, let's keep the bridge built. Let's keep it prosperous. Um, and, and let's just let's let's win together, please, because if Sony and Marvel win together, we the fans are going to win. So lots of excitement about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, lots of excitement about this, considering <laughs> I, this is the first time I'm seeing this. 100%. I did not. I don't know how I missed this, but oh, I, wow. I, you are informing me. The nerd informant is being informed as we speak. So hit me with it. What's happening? Oh, man. Just let this sink in. I can tell his mind is blown. Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in the Flash. Now, his Cape Crusader will appear along with Michael Keaton's. By the way, Michael Keaton is confirmed as well. That's coming up in the upcoming movie, which will explore a multiverse of DC Comics heroes. But we are getting Batfleck. He is coming back. And my Batman, Michael Keaton, in the same film. Commence brain explosion. Somebody call Val Kilmer. Get him on the phone. <laughs> Even if he's like an old, broken down Batman having to wear like an exosuit, you know. You know, make it like Kingdom Come Batman or something. He's going to have I'm the okay coolest bat box voice ever. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I wish I could get that in my head. Val, we love you, man. We really do. Uh, per- personally, I like the uh, I like the orgasmic gif that Josh Parton posted on Facebook. That's exactly how I felt when I was posting this to the Facebook page. <laughs> yes, I peed a little. Yeah. In my office chair. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think it's still there. <laughs> so you can always clean it up tomorrow. No, this is oh, huge. This is great. This is big, big news, guys. Uh, Warner Brothers was taken aback. I did see reports that they were kind of surprised about Ben Affleck's zeal about coming back to this deal and portraying Batman Bruce Wayne again. So I don't know. Something happened. Something yeah. got in the water, and he's like, he's back. This is legit, real. It's happening. Get psyched. Yeah, and so, I mean, honestly, I, I'm hoping that this news being let out just days before we are coming upon DC fandom, which is going to be DC and Warner Brothers virtual Comic-Con Two days announcement. Out. I mean, it's it's here. It's going to be on Saturday, uh, August 22nd. It's going to be huge. Uh, and so, Huge. Huge, like the wall. Um, that, that was Les Donald. I don't know who that was. Huge. It's going to be huge. Everybody's going to love it. Huge. Um, <laughs> huge. So do you have the scope yet? Speaking of DC fandom, the event, something that I honestly didn't think that they were going to release until then, but we've got our very first look at Robert Pattinson's, the Batman film logo, as well as some official art from the great, amazing Jim Lee. Uh, who gave oh, us a really amazing it. rendering of what Rob Pat could look like as the Batman. I'm sold. So back-to-back Batman news. Uh, if that doesn't get your Batarang going, I don't know what will. I, I like the look. I love the grittiness of mm-hmm. it. I love the way the suit looks like it's pieced together. Yep. Especially the bat insignia on the chest. I love the way the cowl looks. And I love, I love the way the cape comes up around his neck. Yep. Almost like he's wearing a trench coat. It's elevated. It's up off the the shoulders a little bit. And I don't know what's going on with his gauntlets, but you can kind of see the traditional Raiders, Razor's edge on the outside on both of the sleeves. Yeah. I, li- I like the look. It looks kind of mechanized almost to a certain extent and then traditional all in the same time. I mean, this costume is very homemade. Uh, we, we've already heard from Matt Reeves saying that, you know, the first bat suit we're going to see on screen is the first bat suit that 
that Batman, that Bruce Wayne, Robert Pattinson has put together and built. So we're going to literally see a new evolution of Batman, perhaps one that didn't have the, uh, the graciousness of one Lucius Fox to help him put things together as we saw in Christian Bale's Batman trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that because really this shouts vibes of Batman begins, but also kind of the grittiness that you were talking about really screams Tim Burton's Batman. Tim, so, Burton, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, but also uh, maybe even a little bit of the Arkham series. Like they kind of mm-hmm, took some influences yeah. from that. I will say that alongside the reveal of the suit, the official logo for the film also looks really, really good. Very comic-esque. And, of course, the bat insignia is right up there uh, in front. I love the fact they did it in red. That's Uh really sharp. I I think, you know, having that theme, because traditionally Batman, a lot of grays, a lot of blues, a lot of whites, and, Mm -hmm. and of course, black. (laughs) We're black and sometimes really, really dark gray. It's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. Uh, so I, no, I, I think the black and red looks amazing together. I'm very excited. If we're already getting this now, imagine what we're going to be getting in a few days from now for DC fandom. Like my brain's not even working yet. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and place your nerdy bet down on the pass line. Do you think we're going to see our trailer or are we going to see, I'm, I, here, here's the deal. I believe we're going to get like a 15 to 30 second sizzle reel and that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a sizzle reel, but it's going to show off everybody. I, I think it's going to show off bat or uh pattinson in a suit i think it's going to show off kravitz in a Catwoman suit i think we're going to get to see riddler we're going to get to see colin farrell as penguin we're, we're going to get to see all these guys rocking their costumes whether it's concept art or actual production you know work that 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 was filmed prior to the pandemic we're going to be getting something and if we don't get something i think a lot of people will be disappointed including mm. myself well, I, I want uh, it. Whatever it is, the anticipation is <laughs> through the roof right now. I want Matt it. Matt Reeves, the Batman. Okay, this this was this was way out of left field. Matter of fact, I caught this on my morning show this morning, and I spent time talking about it, thinking about all the different recipes and everything that I could put together with just a smidgen of cinnamon toast crunch. Now, the cereal does win a lot of polls, fellow geeks and nerds, for being the best cereal, and there's a reason behind that. I think all of us at one point or another, childhood or adulthood, has tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm -hmm. Now, that is pretty much in thanks to General Mills just nailing the cinnamon and sugar powder. It's, they just do it right. But now it's time to put that stuff on everything, and we mean literally everything. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnadust season is coming your way. This is a full shaker of just the cinnamon and sugar blend. Now, this goes on sale at Sam's Club on September the 1st. Then it's going to roll out everywhere else sometime next year. But now you know we're just days away from September 1st. And then you can put Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnadust on everything. Just think about it. Cinnadust Perch. Cinnadust Halibut. Cinnadust Pork Steak. Cinnadust Burger Bowls. Oh, my, my. Uh, my taste buds are tantalized by this, but I also think I'm going to need a couple of extra rolls of toilet paper and maybe a priest when I go into the bathroom. This delights and scares all at the same time. I am excited, but I just don't know what I would do with it first. So you saying what you said is exactly what I was thinking in my old brain. Because <laughs> when they're doing the commercial for this, and you know that this is going to be a commercial that's going to be on like, a kid's cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoons, Disney. 
you know, it's something you're going to see there. And it's just going to be like, hey, kids, there's something new and fun for you to do and bring your smile to your breakfast. And it's going to be, what's that? And you're going to go, well, here we go. It's cinnamon toast crunch cinnadust. And then it's going to be like, oh, what's that for? And the announcer is going to go, it's great on everything. And the kids are going to go like toast. You bet. Waffles. You bet. Pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dunkin Donuts. Yep. And it's just going to go down the line to the most ridiculous I'm stuff. Telling you. Guess what? It's going to taste great on everything. With this Cinnadust thing coming out, we're going to be one step closer to that Wally future where everybody's riding around on a hover round. This is going to help us get there really quickly. And honestly, Comedy Central needs to get on this. Why? Because Comedy Central is reviving Ren and Stimpy. And Tim, not long ago, got introduced to Powder Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man would be the perfect character to schlep this stuff. Yeah. And I would buy it. And I got to say this, Adam, I'm right there with you. Because Adam says this, I'm going to need a case or two of this. I'm right there with you, buddy. Really. Just go ahead and bring it to me on a truck. Yeah, just ship it in. Like freighter. That's all I got. That's all I got on that. Uh, So Lego has got something really cool coming out. Uh, It's the Bespin Duel which celebrates Star Wars' probably greatest moment. And as you phrased it as the moment in Star Wars that that's, changed everything. That's not true. That's, that's impossible. impossible. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No! I, I want to build this, and then I just want you and I to voice it over and over again until I'm happy. Yep, and just find me over in there in the corner playing with my Legos. <laughs> Another inside joke, just for Tim and I. We won't share it with you here on the Informants Nerdcast. Maybe that's uh, on Informants After Dark. Yeah, join us for our new podcast where we get raunchy in all the right places. So I don't I don't know anything about this actress, but apparently I'm going to know quite a bit as Jane the Virgin star Jenna Ortega. She has been uh, joining the cast of Scream 5 in an unknown role, and that cast continues to swell. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to kind of branch in a little bit. I mean, if you know more about this Ranch actress it. than I do, uh, you go ahead and, and talk about this. But for some strange reason, our Twitter has gone absolutely insane with people talking about Scream 5. Apparently, we were tagged in a post, and this thing has been going absolutely nuts. Really? And everybody has been talking about like Kirby theories and the fact that Hayden Panettiere, the character that she played in Scream 4, is still alive and that she should be brought back. I mean, this went on over the course of the last three hours. Wow. We were tagged in it, and the thread has just gone on and on and on and on and on. So apparently the, the buzz is not on this poor actress. It's all on Hayden Panettiere, who is not even in the movie at this point right now. But if Dimension and Miramax and whoever else is involved with this gets wind of it, maybe they'll bring Hayden Panettiere back because the fans apparently really want that to happen. Th- that's exciting. I mean, here, here's the thing. I think that they're going, you know, just one one person in. They need to bring in everybody. Like, let, let's do a full all-around cast, bring everybody back that they possibly can to make this film happen. Um, of course, I'm not the Super Scream fan. Uh, 
I, I'm just not. I wish I was, but uh, it's just because it's scary, and I don't like scary things. You would do fine with a slasher film. Matter of fact, you've seen plenty of slasher films. You just don't yeah. like demons in your house. I don't like demons in my house, but... Uh, but, I, I mean, they would have a hard time bringing back Skeet Ulrich because he was shot in the head. Um, Matthew Leonard had a... Uh, he had a TV dropped on his face. Uh, digital. Randy, Randy was killed off screen. So he could potentially come back. Mm -hmm. He may not actually be dead. Boy, that would be one heck of a swerve. They bring back Randy all the way from Scream 2. There's lots of potential here. Jamie Kennedy's not doing much right now. So Jamie Kennedy got to eat. They got to cast him in a movie. I think he's got like a fourth Tremors movie coming out. I think really, he, yeah, yeah, something like Matthew Lillard too, or not Matthew Lillard. A John Heater is in a, is in a Tremors movie. I heard that today. I'm sold. Blew, blew my mind. Napoleon uh, Dynamite in a freaking Tremors movie. I'm sold. I don't even need Kevin Bacon. Just give me a header. Gosh, dirt worms. Oh, jeez. Come on over here and get some dinner, you fat lard. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. That's great. So, circling back around, Jenny Ortega has been cast in Scream 5. I don't know anything about this actress either. Uh, Good, I'm not alone. But, but I got to tell you, she's awfully cute. And so I think I'm going to ask her for her number. I hope that's okay with you. Seeking into the next story. Is it nice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I had to. Good transition. I had to. You led me. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is possibly coming back as Borat. He was recently spotted filming in his Borat outfit. I don't know if you want to call it an outfit, but in character as Borat yes. over in California. He was driving down uh, the highway in California and what looked to be like a milk delivery truck and two camera guys hanging out the back while he was goofing off behind the wheel and, and kind of weaving back and forth and driving his Borat. So could we potentially be getting like a Borat sequel, another movie with Sasha Baron Cohen? I would sign up because I actually, out of all the things he's done, Borat is the character that I really liked the most. Uh, I got to be honest with you, or man. glorious nation of Kazakhstan. My sister, she is number one in Kazakh. <laughs> we've not got our bleeper put in yet, so we, we've got to just omit the bad words. Um, honestly, I've never seen Borat. I mean, I've seen clips, what? but I never watched it. I just, I couldn't get myself to do it because this dude is Cue the nerd rage all across the podcast community. People are going to be flipping over seriously, this Seriously. Like, How have you not seen Borat? This dude pretty much ranks up there with me uh, like Ethan Hawke. I just don't care for him. <laughs> I think you would care after you, you saw Borat. It's, so, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious. It so really is. I, I just looking at this picture we've posted here. I mean, his mustache, are they eyebrows or are they, you know, it's like he took his eyebrows and put them on his upper lip or did he take his mustache and put them above his eyes? I don't know. It's that is natural face here. I've been growing that since birth. Oh dear. So anyway, <laughs> may, maybe we'll watch that. Maybe we won't, but I think, I think Tim has, has got to see this and then we'll get his actual thoughts on the film Borat. I love his wife, though. Hey, by the way, TikToker Bryce Hall, he's a complete moron. Oh, why is that, Josh? He had his utilities shut off. Why? Oh. He was hosting a massive birthday party in Los Angeles where that's a no-no. That's in violation of the state's mandates and initiatives relative to COVID-19 and halting the spread of a deadly virus during a pandemic. And apparently this complete idiot, Bryce Hall, decided to throw a party with all kinds of people and no masking initiatives whatsoever. Lord knows how much he spread the virus or how many people he got sick. TikToker, Bryce Hall, 
in the Informants Nerdcast Idiot Hall of Fame. Bum, bum, bum. Enough said on that one. So, something I found cool, um, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why no one else thought the way I did, but I just thought this was amazing. But we got a really cool behind the scenes, yeah. our first ever ground look at the Avengers Campus construction that's happening right now at Disneyland Adventure Park in California. Is that behind the Tower of Terror? What formerly was, yes, which is now the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So, so this is all going to be connected. Yes, the Quinjet. So the Quinjet, of course, is the main feature that you can see. Uh, several months, well, I don't say months, several weeks ago, I posted a aerial view of the, of the Quinjet that you could see by looking down, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just cool to see that construction is ongoing there because, you know, I've never been to any Disney parks or anything like that. But once this Avenger campus is done, I think I'll run out of excuses of not going like I'm going to have to go. So bucket list. If they've made that Quinjet legitimate and real and you can fly that around Orlando, that's worth the price of admission alone. I don't care how high the prices get at the park. I'll pay it just to drive the Quinjet. Only a Kevin Feige sits in there with me. Personally, that's something you need to put in, in uh, flight simulator. Yeah, that would be cool. Ooh, Avengers flight simulator. Dibs copyright. We've got it. We, yep, it's we ours. figured it out first. It's ours. So, we labeled it. It's ours. You can't yeah, take the idea. Yeah. No go, Marvel. Sorry. For some reason, we managed to anger one person with this, and I and I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to give this gal a chance, because I've liked everything that, she, that she's done. Sony Pictures, not only growing its slate of its universe of Marvel characters, I believe we said that once already in the Informants Nerdcast, it's building on the female characters at the center of it. Now, it looks to have landed one of the sought female directors in Hollywood. Deadline had the additional reports that Olivia Wilde has closed a deal to direct and develop a secret Marvel film project revolving around a female character in the universe. While not confirmed, it is expected that the story will be centered on Spider-Woman. I'm going to give Olivia Wilde a chance. I like this. I like this a lot. This could be out of left field. It could be one of the most unexpected and refreshing projects that they've done. And Olivia Wilde behind the lens. She's proven that she can direct. So this this could be a wild card. It could be a big mistake or it could be the best thing that they have ever done. If Marvel's had input on it, in that, I will place my faith. Yep, I'm not against it. I have no reason to be. Uh, I, I don't really know what her directing credits are. And honestly, I've only seen her in a handful of films acting. Yep. Um, so frankly, I mean, it, it's possible it could be great. It could be bad. I guess we'll find out. Uh, this is something that excited the kid and me so much. And uh, all it took for him it was, was Wizards of Waverly Place for Tim to get excited 26 minutes in. So David Henry says he and Selena Gomez often talk about and would love to have a Wizards of Waverly Place reunion. For those of you who don't remember, that was an amazing TV show that was on Disney Channel uh, in the late, and I want to say it was like from 2007 to 2012. I could be incorrect on that. It had three total seasons, but a lot of the seasons, you know, extended more than a year. Uh, but here's what Henry had to say. Quote, I think we know what made the show special was the fact that the Russos were a family. So we talked about what would make a great future season as if you started, if you kind of started them off present day, eight years later, and they're not a family. So you have them all in their own worlds, doing their own things, busy with their own lives. 
So, you know, for those of you who have actually watched the movies and watched the conclusion of the TV show, I won't spoil it for you if you want, because, you know, it's mind-blowing. It's almost Game of Thrones mind-blowing what happens. Uh, Season 8 mind-blowing, I should add. (laughs) Um, So if they could bring these guys back together again, it would be fantastic. Every 90s kid, possibly 2000s kid, would lose their minds. Okay, I grew up with the Russos. I consider the Russos to be one of my favorite Disney families. Okay, so I consider them up there with the cast of like Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I know a lot of others agree with me. There's a huge fan base for this these characters as well as the show. So if this ever does happen, I know that it's going to have lots of fan support. Was there a lot of death in the Wizards of Waverly Place series? No, no. That that's the one difference between it and Game of Thrones. Huh. Yeah. I was hoping that there would be something like the Red Room or the Bloody Wedding or something like that. But I'm I'm you've got me intrigued. Yeah. If there's a few deaths, I might actually watch the series. I mean, I could make some up just to get you to watch it. But by far, guys, I've binged it on Disney Plus and I've already gone back and watched a couple more episodes just for fun. Wow. After the fact. Like you are a dedicated fan, my friend. I love magical families. I think that's the only thing that Harry Potter lacked was that there needed to be more family. Duddykins just didn't have a magical cell in his body. And Vernon, well, his magical ability was making cake disappear. Yeah, no post on Sundays. <laughs> no post on Sundays. Boss Logic, I tell you what, he continues to just impress with everything he does. There's nothing that the guy can do wrong. He gave us our first look at what Jensen Ackles could look like as Soldier Boy in Season 3 of The Boys, and I like what I'm seeing. That's a really cool concept first look from Boss Logic, and I'm getting some serious Captain America vibes. He, yeah. he probably could have easily have played Captain America. I mean, and honestly, judging off of our Facebook post... There's a lot of love for uh, for Jansen. Yeah, uh, people kind of lost their minds when this news broke. Uh, I, I'm not a huge supernatural guy. I know that's one of my flaws as a nerd. I've not got into it. It's on my bucket list. I mean, the, the last season is going to be wrapping up soon. So yep. what a better time for me to start watching from the very beginning and get to binge watch the entire thing. And, you know, it's going to take like a year because there's like 82 seasons, but I think I'll get there eventually. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I agree about his suit here looking very much like Captain America. It was kind of like Captain America and Iron Patriot combined. Yeah, Uh, definitely. I was definitely digging that look. So if it's anything like that, uh, when season three of the boys rolls around, I, I think we've got a treat on our hands. We could have a serious, serious winner in addition there to the boys. I like it. I like it a lot. So, you know, I feel like we're talking about this guy a lot more than we need to. He hit twice. I tell you what. Uh, but Sasha Baron Cohen, am I saying his name right? Yep. Uh, I'm pretty good. Isla uh, Fisher would be very proud of you for yeah. getting her husband's name right. Yeah, I love her. Uh, so he's in the news twice this week because it, we were informed that the new mutants director, Josh Boone said that he actually wanted to cast Cohen as warlock in his new mutants film. Now, just to clarify, warlock is not supposed to show up in the movie. Allegedly it's possible, but we know for a fact that if he does, Cohen will not be in that role. Apparently, Boone had to decide between either including the Demon Bear or including Warlock because both 
were very much high digital pricey items to put in the film. Yeah. So he had to make a choice. He chose the demon bear instead. I guess we'll find out in just a couple weeks if that was the right choice. I could easily see Sasha Baron Cohen as Warlock in the New Mutants. I mean, he's just he's got that ability and he sinks into any character he portrays and has fooled numerous people. Just ask all the politicians he's messed around with in the last uh, you know, five, ten years. He has got one over on literally everybody he has sat in front of. So yeah, it's not that hard to fool a politician. So mm, well, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. They're <laughs> ha, ha, not exactly uh, yeah, not exactly high up on the intelligence scale by any stretch of the imagination. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been confirmed, gamer geeks and nerds. A full reveal is set to come out next week. Rest assured, we will have that for you on all of our social channels. All of the Call of Duty goodness that you can stand. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And I will say this, the trailer that also dropped alongside some of the concept art and imagery releasing there, the trailer is very chilling for our times. Why? Because it involves Mother Russia. Oh, you're finally going to go home. Wonderful. I don't know about going home, but Cold War, very fun time. You think of Pollock and chilled fish, potatoes and vodka. And of course, we make glorious war. I'm getting a little chilly. Where's my vodka at? You don't uh, drink vodka. You and I both drink water during podcast. <laughs> Where's my chocolate milk at? I need my chocolate. Oh, chocolate milk. Very good. Have toast on podcast. Yes. Where my Yahoo? <laughs> Yahoo, did you mean Yoo-hoo? Yoo-hoo. Yahoo, news. That is what we call it. We drink Yahoo here on the podcast. Yahoo. Speaking of which, do you still have Oreo cookies? Oreo cookies in my country is like gold. We trade it like money. I do have Oreo cookies, saving for very special occasion. I sold my cat to my cousin Petra for five double-stuffed golden Oreos. Best decision I ever made. I don't miss cat. I love Oreos. <laughs> if Putin is listening, we're sorry. Yeah, we, we don't we don't do that very well, clearly. So uh we just upset all the Russians that listen to our podcast. We're sorry. Uh but let us know. Do you guys actually like Oreos? Is that a thing? So maybe it is. Who knows? I'm telling you, golden Oreos more valuable <laughs> than cats. <laughs> oh gosh. If anybody needs us, we'll probably in a bunker somewhere in Russia. Uh so speaking of things that are overseas, ooh, great transition by Tim. The Batman will resume shooting in early September in the UK at Warner Brothers Studios Leafston, according to some insiders. Some additional Batman oh, news there. I love it. 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 Give me the Batman. Early September. So it, they said also potentially this could finish by the end of the year or early 2021. Cool. Honestly, timeline-wise, I want to see this finish up by the end of the year. That would be awesome because it means we get it quicker. I like that a lot. We get it quicker. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2 is coming to Netflix in October. It'll have six new episodes for you to pour over and call in some new tips. I watched the first series. Loved it. A mm-hmm. couple of the episodes I was obsessed about. The others, eh, kind of a wash. I'm interested to see what the six new episodes will come up with. I'm ready. Bring on October. I love the Revive series. I miss Robert Stack. 
Yeah, uh, I'm still yet to dive in. It's on my to-do list, but I will definitely, hopefully, do it before things kick off uh, with the new season. Uh, so this was shocking news, and uh, I, I, I wasn't... Did not shock me. I saw it coming. I, I'm not, honestly, I'm not too happy about it. Um, but DC Fandom has now been split into two events. One, of course, taking place this weekend, and the other has been pushed back to September 12th. So the only thing that I can think of of why they would do that is because they want to create additional content uh, during, I guess, this two-week period. I mean, I imagine it's going to be about two weeks. What if they've got too much content? It was too big for one fandom event, so we had to add a second for the global experience of a lifetime. I don't know, but I think they owe us a better explanation. That's just what, me. That's not good enough for you? No. No, no, no. Aren't you an no. angry little fan? No. <laughs> okay, if there's too much content, then I could see them, you know, splitting it up between, you know, a Saturday and Sunday and make it a 48-hour con or a 36-hour con instead. But splitting it up between two weeks, something has to have happened that, that led to this. And maybe I've just not heard about it yet, but what would cause them to want to do it the two week gap. Do you, do you know what would be far worse than the gripe you have right now on this informants nerdcast? Vodka and Oreos. I like what you, I like where your head's at. I love Oreos, even more valuable than cats. Here's the deal: on this post, they could go in and say, "Hey, the other half of this panel has been pushed back to September twelfth, twenty twenty one." Don't you bring that bad stuff in here, man. See, I told you, it can always be worse. It could. You can settle for two weeks, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've had to settle for 2020 as a whole. Yeah, uh, that's, been, that's been tough in its own right. Hmm. Guillermo del Toro, he's one of my favorite actors. He also loves cats. Great director. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio has cast Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton, Finn Wolfhard as the Oscar-winning director has signed an overall Netflix deal. That cast got even larger. As a matter of fact, I believe Christoph Waltz is also attached to this film. Ooh. This guy can assemble a cast. And just with a few names, I'm already excited to see his vision of Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Can we get a horror version of Pinocchio? I mean, it wasn't the Disney There's one. There's a demon kind of doll a in your house. <laughs> I got no strings to hold me down. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I could just see it. Blood dripping everywhere. Uh, I mean, honestly, wasn't the Disney version kind of a horror thing? I mean, Pinocchio turned into a donkey. He got swallowed by a whale. Uh, he died. Got brought back to life. Yeah. Talking crickets. That's pretty scary. Can you imagine in a horror version of Pinocchio where Jiminy Cricket is like the size of a Buick and he starts consuming human beings? Give a little whistle. <laughs> Give a little whistle. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have nightmares now. I'm going to have some serious nightmares. Don't, don't even go and there. And always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> Why is your conscience my guide? Because I just eat your brain. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. My wow. name's John Cricket. <laughs> my name's Buck Cricket. No, uh, no. All right. Wow. Cl clearly, we... We're not doing a very good job of staying on track here. Uh, we are, we there's are. too many great voices to do today. Um, this is something I'm going to assume 
get you more excited than moi. Yeah, it, is. Uh, it is video game news. Every time there's video game news in the timeline, Tim passes buck. Uh, but I will read it. Microsoft has revealed a look at the Xbox Series X dashboard, and it does look very familiar, according to Josh. This new dashboard launches with the new Xbox Series X in November and also applies to Xbox One as well as to all Xbox mobile apps and Xbox Game Pass on PC. Now, Josh, why does this look familiar? Because budgetary constraints were stretched at time, Microsoft ran out of money and ingenuity and said, hey, if it is not broke, we don't fix it. <laughs> Here you go. You have new console, all kinds of horsepower. Dashboard stays the same. Except we tweak color a little bit and add a few more waves that move across the screen gently. That's it. There really isn't anything for me to expand upon, sadly. So there you go. Mm. We're getting a new console and a dashboard that looks eerily familiar. I mean, as long as the development cycle goes into games and really making those awesome experiences, we've got nothing to complain about as gamers. Nope. New photo from Wonder Woman 1984 shows Diana and Steve Trevor preparing for a fight against Maxwell Lord and his goons in the White House. Oh, and by the way, Maxwell Lord is apparently modeled after one Donald Trump. So this is really tying it all together. And these photos that keep coming out, I swear, like they're just moving Diana and Steve Trevor from room to room in the White House and calling them new publicity stills. Okay, all right, so we had six or seven shots in the White House, right? Okay, they were in the dish room last week. We posted that photo. Where are they at this week? Okay, they moved down the hall a little bit. All right, snap the photo. Let's go ahead and post it online and call that a new look. Yes, there we go. You're not wrong. So. I thought so. I'm like... I mean, I feel like we've gotten several photos of the same thing taken from different angles. It's new content, but is it? Come on, DC. Come on. Give us something else. Let's see a new trailer. Okay. It's been forever since we got a Wonder Woman trailer. We've still not got to see Kristen Wiig in her full cheetah getup, which is something I'll talk about here shortly, I believe. Um, so here, here's hoping we'll get that soon. Um, another piece of Batman news. Um, we got our very first look at the new bat symbol trademark followed by DC comics an entire day previous to the logo coming out from Jim Lee. So, uh, it was pretty cool that, that we're getting these little tidbits as we go along. So I'm hoping that there's going to be something big come Saturday. Better be. Not September 12th. It and, better be tomorrow or Saturday. And personally, I just got a shout out to the community because I loved everybody that was commenting on this because there was some great stuff in there. Um, Alex McNeil, uh, shout out to you, buddy. You had some legitimate points in there. Uh, Derek also had some legitimate points in there. I'm like, oh, look, it's an inkblot test. And for some reason, some strange reason out there, I am seeing a bat. <laughs> They, I mean, really, I mean, that's what was online, and we took and we got it, and we posted it up on the Facebook page. That's it. <laughs> I mean... Very simple and straight to the point. They really hit us with the, the graphic it, uh, nuances and the designs and all that good stuff uh, t t today, which so, was good. Yeah, lots of great teases. New poster, Death on the Nile. Kenneth Branagh is returning as Hercule Poirot, and I am excited to see him. Uh, the, the, the trailer was absolutely lavish, as you expected, uh, from Murder on the Orient Express. Same kind of interiors. Everything is absolutely picture perfect, from the china to the dresses to the carpeting to the walls. Everything is pitch perfect with this. And by the way, 
You've got Tom Bateman. You've got Annette Benning. You've got Kenneth Branagh, Russell Brand, Ali Fazal, Don French, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, Emma Mackey, Sophie Okonedo, Jennifer Saunders, and Letitia Wright. That is one heck of a cast. And the trailer really has sold me. Although everybody is like all hyped up about the chemistry between Army Hammer and Gal Gadot. I'm personally not seeing it. Yeah, they're both like impossibly good looking, but I really don't buy them as a couple. Yeah, they should have invited me to be in the movie. I could have had some good chemistry with Wonder Woman, but nobody ever asked him, now do they? But I do like the trailer. What did you think of the trailer? I didn't watch it. Oh, wow. I got to be honest with you, man. I have almost zero interest in this film uh, because Murder on the Orient Express bored the crap out of me. (laughs) So the fact that they're giving Kenneth a sequel surprises me. The dude who directed Thor gave us basically a mediocre film with a lot of really talented actors and it was very long and very boring. So it, maybe I'll get lucky and this one won't be as bad. But honestly, when the trailer dropped, I just, I didn't care. So I might go back and check it out. But frankly, I, I just, it didn't impress me, Murder on the Orient Express. So I don't know. Do you think this is going to be better? Um, it's uh, too early to tell. I mean, the trailer is is stylish. Um, it, it doesn't really give you much to go off of, which is absolutely perfect when you're setting up a murder mystery. Um, I think the cast is what's going to make or break this particular movie. I love the fact that it was shot on location in Egypt, so I think that's really going to give it uh, a unique aesthetic and design there. And, of course, Kenneth is is great as a lead. I loved his character in Murder on the Orient Express, but, again, you're in the minority, my friend. You probably have not picked up an Agatha Christie book, probably never will, but... It's going to be interesting to see. This is going to be a good addition to the month of October. I'm going to give this one a chance. I hope it's good, but time will tell. Yeah, I grew up on Hardy Boys and the Boxcar Children, so that's the kind of murder mystery I'm looking for. (laughs) Honestly, this next thing is probably the murder mystery that's right up your alley. Good to hear. So Tiger King Zoo Mm. has been permanently Mm. closed. Jeff Lowe says the new park will instead be a private set for TV content. Uh, several of our community members piping in informing us that the license was lost, which is part of the reason why it closed. Um, so yeah, poor, poor Joe exotic will not have his zoo to go back to whenever he gets out of the, uh, the bin. And, and, and Joe exotic apparently wants to help Carol find her husband, her missing husband when he gets out. That's what his free time is going to be doing. So Yeah, he's, he's got it's good to have goals, you know. It's yeah. good to set your sights on things on the future. <laughs> you know? at, least, at least he's got a plan, right? He's going to keep yeah. himself busy. Microsoft has announced that they're ending support for Internet Explorer and Legacy Edge in 2021. So those browsers will go the way of the dodo, leaving us with Firefox and Chrome mm-hmm. and Safari. And, and honestly, I got to shout out to Stuart Young because, frankly, he said what I was thinking, which is uh, <laughs> knowing Explorer, this probably won't take effect until 2031. Uh, probably it's going to take that long for Internet Explorer to catch up and realize that they've been canceled. So I can I, I can see that. That is that is legit. A very good point. I think it's funny. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I've not used Internet Explorer in so long. I've used Edge. 
Yeah, that, that's what I'm using right now. So, And really, the only reason why I use it is because it's like the only browser out there where you can actually get decent resolution on Netflix. That's the only reason why I use it. It is good. It is very good. I enjoy watching Netflix on my computer. Uh, so speaking of Venom earlier and Tom Hardy, oh. this got me so pumped. And I've not honestly bought any of the smaller Marvel Legends in quite some time. But if this paint job looks as good in real life as it does in this promotional uh, art, then I'm definitely going to have to go out and get it. So Marvel's Legends has released pictures of their Venom series, which is also going to include a Build-A-Figure Venom pool. The top of the line figure from, or I guess the main event figure, I should say, is Tom Hardy's Venom. So uh, if you love the Venom movie, this is probably one of a handful of action figures or anything that came out surrounding the film. So I, I've got two very small pieces from the film that I love and cherish. So I definitely want to go out and get this. Um, of course, the, the, including Venom. That's also got Spider-Man Maximum Venom, Miles Morales, as well as uh, Fang, uh, as well as Ghost Spider, as well as Morbius, the living vampire, and of course, last but not least, Carnage. That is a lot of toys. So if you're big into the legend stuff, and if you're big into the uh, the Venom family, like I know a lot of people are, then you're going to want to go out and get this. Mostly, and probably more importantly, to get the Build-A-Figure build Venom pool. He looks really cool. If you've not seen any of these action figures yet and what they look like, you need to go check them out on our pages because it's really cool. It does look awesome, especially wielding the two katanas there and like the silver tongue coming out. That looks pretty cool. Now, thinking about this, like budget wise, you're a nerd, you're going out in your planner, you're going to get all these figures. How much do you think that would set you back? Uh, Do some quick math for us here on the on the informants nerdcast. How many figures did I say there was? Six, six or seven, something. So like that. you're you're looking at about one hundred and fifty dollars. So typically these guys run about twenty five dollars. You can probably there might be one or two of them you can pick up for under twenty, but most of them are going to run twenty four ninety nine ninety five. Uh, and so you're probably looking at minimum setting you back 150 bucks to pick up the entire Venom series line. So if you got, if you got that kind of money laying around, then I say go for it, kids. As for me in my house, I will just be picking up the Venom figure. Wonder Woman 1984 director Patty Jenkins said Kristen Wiig's design as Cheetah was complex and took a combination of both visual and practical effects we wanted it to look fantastic, and that ended up being very complex, said Jenkins. She was talking in a Twitter Q&A. First, the most incredible design and figuring out how to execute it was a long journey. It ended up being a mix of practical and visual effects, but it was worth it to make it look amazing. Now, that's great and all that. I love that she it, thinks that it looks amazing, but what worries me is she thinks it looks amazing, yet we have not had any really legitimately good looks at Kristen Wiig in character as Cheetah. Yeah. So I'm kind of torn. I mean, and Patty Jenkins I trust, but I am worried about Kristen Wiig. That's the one part of this film that I'm worried about the most. You know, when you have digital things like Sonic the Hedgehog that had to go complete overhaul, I almost feel, and this hasn't come out, so this is just me theorizing. This is my theory time. And that is that the DCEU and Warner Brothers... They are not wanting to put it out there because they don't want to put the money out there that the fans don't like what they see right off the bat. 
Um, I've got high hopes. I really do. Wig is an amazing actress. I think she's mm-hmm. going to be amazing in this oh, yeah. film. I think her and Gal are going to have fantastic chemistry. I'm crossing my fingers that that's going to happen. Um, and I'm really hoping that, you know, this won't be a one and done for Kristen Wig. I'm really hoping that this is going to be the start of a very successful DCEU journey for her. Got high, high hopes. So hopefully, Patty Jenkins, you're not just feeding us a bunch of fooey. Time will tell on that one. I'm going to be watching that one very closely. Um, and frankly, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, but stranger things season four will not be the final season of the Netflix series. Uh, this is a quote from the duffer, but <laughs> let's say that again. That, that is something new that's coming to our fridge, folks. You can buy it in the store. It's in aisle number seven. Go ahead and get yourself some Duffer Butter. Duffer Butter! <laughs> Put some dust on it. <laughs> that's delicious. Uh, from the Duffer Brothers, they say, quote, Season four won't be the end. We know what the end is, and we know when it is. So, mm. you know, here's the thing. Season two for me and Stranger Things kind of lost a little steam. Season three got better, in my opinion. I enjoyed it a lot more than season two. But still yet, how much more are they going to be able to milk out of that? And as I'm doing that, I'm making the motion of, you know, milking a cow. Um, You said you milked your sister's cat. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. Well done. So I guess we'll see. I mean, I've got high hopes. I love all the kids. I love the adults in the film. Of course, David, uh, David Harbors, honestly, since the first season has become one of my favorite actors. Um, And frankly, I love everything that he's been in. So I'm good with this continuing on just so I can watch him act. Uh, But at the same time, I don't want them to have a Game of Thrones effect. I'll throw this one back out there again. You know, I don't want it to reach a point where people are upset. You need to know when your time to end is up. So hopefully they've got something really special lined up for season four and then I guess a season five. Wow. So you just you you just don't want the duffers to run out of steam. I, I want their butter to stay fresh. I don't I don't want that butter to be melted, if you know what I'm saying. We don't want to deal with no melted duffer butter here on the Stranger <laughs> Things season uh, season three, coming up season four, and wrap that thing up on our season five. <laughs> Hi, I'm Larry the Cable Guy, and you ain't enjoying duffer butter. You wrong. If you don't like <laughs> if you don't like the duffer butter, you are wrong. Now, uh, Ben Cross, uh, I tell you what, an incredible character actor, had so many roles. He was known for roles in Chariots of Fire, 2009's Star Trek reboot, passed away in Vienna at the age of 72 years old. Cross also starred in the BBC drama The Citadel, HBO movie Steal the Sky, the NBC miniseries Twist of Fate, Columbia Pictures First Night, the CW series Pandora, The Hurricane Heist, he wrapped filming on his final performance playing Cardinal Matthews in the horror movie The Devil's Light 10 days before his passing. Legendary actor seen in so many projects, and he was a man whose face you will never, never forget and surely remembered. Yeah, I mean, whenever I saw this news, I mean, I immediately knew, okay, it's Spock's father from Star Trek. I mean, uh, of course, yep. as the nerd community, that's what we're going to really know him from. But the fact that he is, I mean, he's got a tremendous IMDb 
uh, history. So if you get the chance, go check that out. You're probably going to be surprised at some of the things you're going to recognize him from, from his younger days. Uh, this is really cool because I stopped watching about season three and I've really wanted to jump back on board and finish watching these, mm-hmm. um, and just haven't made it happen. So now I think I can finally make it happen when all seven seasons of once upon a time will debut on Disney plus next month. So I'm ready. I'm excited. I can't wait to get my fairy tale on. Honestly, if you start that, I may have to just sit down in front of your laptop and watch that with you because I know nothing about Once Upon a Time. See, season one started off so strong, but much like Stranger Things, season two left a bad taste in my mouth, but I continued on to season three. However, then I graduated college and had to enter into the real world where I didn't have access to free internet all the time, so I lost track of watching Probably the biggest the biggest success story ABC has had in a very, very long time. I'll put it that way. Rachel Wise is set to star in and produce Dead Ringers. This is a TV series reboot and works at Amazon from Normal People scribe Alice Birch and Annapurna TV. And I tell you what, some concept art came out of Rachel Wise and Rachel Wise. Ooh. One was looking healthy. The other one looked like she was smoking and all the damage was done on the outside of her body. So gross. Honestly, I'm intrigued. And this might be a series I might sit down and watch because I love Rachel Wise as an actress. She can do no wrong. And this one gives her a chance to kind of stretch her legs and branch out a little bit, get away from movies and do a series. I like it. No, I'm game for it. I think she's very talented, and just like you, I can watch her in just about anything. If you want me to watch two hours of her just sitting in a chair, I'll do it. She's that good. Uh, Rachel Wise, starring in the chair, coming 2021. Join me for a sit. Uh, so while that's exciting news, this... Uh, oh, I dude, this, is, this, this shot up right to the top of your calendar in 2021. Gosh, really? We don't need this. <laughs> We really don't, because they make this, that means I have to go watch it. Yep. And that means I have to have nightmares, and that means, guess what? I curl up at the bottom of Josh's bed once again with the dog, because I can't sleep. Now you show up, Ripley? Where the... <laughs> uh, where have you been? Um, <laughs> gosh, go ahead I, and say I don't it. even want to say it. Yeah, the, Exorc- the Exorcist film reboot is in the works for 2021. It's not going to be so bad. I promise. It'll be a wholesome time at the cinema. You won't get scared one bit. You might not ever have pea soup again, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just going to leave that as it is. We'll see what happens. But honestly, do they need to touch this again. A lot of people feel like they don't need to touch it. A lot of people sounded in on our socials and they're saying, don't touch this. Hey, by the way, um, do you have a problem with demons in your house? Call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, or like Casper, you know, Dan Aykroyd runs out of the house. Who are you going to call? Someone else. <laughs> We're here to believe you. Baldur's Gate 3, by the way, for gamers out there, goes into early access on September 30th, a month and 10 days, and we will be able to get our Baldur's Gate on. And I will say this, if you are tired of World of Warcraft and all the other Sims, Go ahead and get your Baldur's Gate on. It goes into early access. I'm excited about this one. I played the original Baldur's Gate. Didn't play the sequel, but uh, there's lots to like. And I might just give this one a try and report back on our social channels and let you know what it's like. Uh, I'd actually dated a girl that looks kind of like the girl you shared in the poster. So uh, 
You know, not no green skin or anything, but uh, I mean, honestly, that's very similar to uh, the Exorcist picture there. So I'm kind of worried about your past, <laughs> there, buddy. Uh, it was dark days, dark days indeed. Dark times, dark uh, times. Millie Bobby Brown takes the limelight in the new poster for Nola Holmes, which is coming to Netflix on September 23rd. Joining Brown is Sam Clafton, Henry Cavill, and Helena Bonham Carter. All joining her on the poster as well as in the series. I believe a teaser has even been dropped for the series as well. Um, so definitely go check that out. I mean, once again, I love the kids of Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown is quickly blossoming into a very, very talented young actress. Uh, I'm hoping she's around and she's not just going to be one of those kid actresses that disappears into the wind and when they, you know, turn 20. So. With all the projects that she's been in at such a record pace, I just don't see that happening unless she somehow screws it up of her own volition. But, I mean, I, I look at her and I and I see Natalie Portman. It's it's weird. It's eerie how close the two of them are alike. Well, I see, uh, oh, what's her name? Hannah Montana. Um, can't think of what, best of both worlds. Her girl. and Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, okay. Really? Not, not so much in the looks, but as far as success. Okay, so I, I see that they, they've both kind of been billed as the innocent young girl. And I hope she doesn't have Miley Cyrus's success, at least the latter half. So, I mean, that, that's my fear. And whenever I see a young actress like that, you know, Miley Cyrus, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, who's a child actress, and, and Jodie Sweden, they, they often have the, the opportunities given to them to take the wrong path. And I really don't want to see this with Millie Bobby Brown. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I really hope it won't. Uh, but she's very talented, and I think she's got a very bright future ahead of her as long as she stays golden to the path. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone has a huge milestone many, many years later, crossing the $1 billion global box office with a boost from a China reissue. That's major box office. It was huge at the time, but now... Wow, what a marker for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. One billion global box office dollars. We're still wizards all these years later. Can't believe, I mean, it's been like almost two decades, honestly, since yeah. that film came that crazy? out. crazy? Uh, I feel really old. Really old. You're not old yet. A couple more years. <laughs> uh, so the Barden Bellas got back together to perform a very special song in support of UNICEF. 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 I guess I should have said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, kids. It is golden Oreos, much more valuable than cats. Uh, old Timmy here is running on only a few hours of sleep. But hey, all the Barton Bellas are there and uh, they look great. As always. And they did a great job with the mashup video and the singing as well. This, it warmed my heart. I watched this from start to finish. And, of course, uh, I'm partial to Anna Kendrick. Uh, it, it was really awesome. And Haley Steinfeld led it off. And then it transitioned into all of them. Rebel Wilson was there. Anna Camp. Every single one of them. It was so great to have them back. And, of course, the intro was sarcastic, as it always is. Hello, everybody. I have some very bad news. The Barden Bellas have decided to get back together again just when we thought that they had gone away forever. But here they are. Well, next and thing. And Snow, too. I mean, honestly, next thing we know, there's going to be some sort of announcement made that Pitch Perfect 4 is on its way. That's already been announced. Oh, has it? Yep. Where have I been? 
it it it, it was pitch it was five it was a long time ago in our coverage dude seriously so i don't blame you one pre-pandemic perhaps so way pre-pandemic like i said guys 2020 has been a really long decade uh these look cool i'm not 100 percent sure what they are but uh graphics cards yeah <laughs> i mean amd and nvidia nvidia both released gpu drivers that have been optimized for microsoft flight simulator now if you've been playing the game over the last couple of days i will just tell you that uh you more than likely were prompted within your software to update your drivers and folks i will tell you you want to do this before you jump into flight simulator because flight simulator is a beast of burden on your pc anything you can do to boost your frames per second this has a little bit of a negligible increase on performance. So far, um, I have been doing rather well with Flight Simulator, and I guess I just consider myself very blessed that I've got the right combination of hardware to run the game. I'm not trying to run it at 1440p or 4K, mind you, but I do have everything maxed out, all of the streaming data being pushed to the game, and I'm running it at 1080p, and it uh, has ridiculous load times, I will say that. It takes you a while to play, but once you're up in the air... It's been a pretty smooth experience for us here at Northern Formans HQ. Cool. Uh, this is funny. So the real <laughs> Coral Castle in Florida is now suing Epic over the fake Coral Castle that has been made in Fortnite. It's dude. It's like a, it's like a trio or like a trio or a quartet or whatever you want to call it of lawsuits. So. Epic's being sued by the real Coral Castle, and Epic is embroiled in a massive battle against Apple over Fortnite because they took all their stuff off of their store. Yeah. And then Google got involved, and so now it's like a multi-front war between all of these people, and it's just like, wow. And everybody's just kind of wondering, okay, Fortnite cannot be found on Android or Apple phones anymore, the only place you can get it is on the Epic Store if you want to play Fortnite. You can't get it on mobile anymore. It's gone. Wow, that's insane. Now, this this has gained a lot of traction over the last uh, couple of days. The news is out there. Rocksteady has pretty much released a statement, and you're going to have to decide what side of the fence you're on here, folks. British developer Rocksteady Studios been accused of inaction in response to claims of harassment and abuse November 2018 letter to the company bosses highlighting various instances of inappropriate behavior went largely ignored. The Guardian had that report after having heard from some one of those persons who signed. Now, in total, 10 women out of the company's then 16 female staff reportedly put their name to the letter. Rockstar currently lists having 239 employees total. The only thing that has come out since this news initially broke on our social channels Rockstar has addressed it. They said they took care of it two years ago, and that is it. That's good. No other information has come out. So short and sweet. They didn't detail a lot, but it's left gamers curious. Here's the thing. Companies, organizations, nonprofits, I don't care who you are, what you work for. Zero tolerance for sexual harassment is the most important protection that you can give Members of your staff, both sexes. I'm not just saying this for the females. I'm saying this for the dudes too. Okay. I've had, I've worked with some weird ladies. So, uh, you know, it's important. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that they're saying they took care of this. Hopefully that's accurate statement. I guess time will tell. Yep. Um, (laughs) 
Sorry, my my Facebook is not wanting to load as fast as my brain is, but just another quick update on the cast of Scream 5. Melissa Barra has also joined the cast, so two new actresses have joined the cast of Scream 5, so just one more thing for you guys to look forward to when that movie finally comes out and is hopefully a good, respectable, um, you know, I don't know what the word would be, uh, representation of what... Wes Craven would have made could he have still been here a lot of respect for Wes Craven and what he created from the development team so that only bodes well for what this film could be it's interesting the fact that they have casted more female roles mm-hmm. than they have male roles matter of fact the only male role that has been cast for the film is David Arquette as Deputy Dewey Riley Officer Dewey that is it that is the only male cast member so far and of course still the jury is out on whether or not Nev Campbell reprise her role as Sydney Prescott. I hope that happens. My fingers are crossed. Now, this one, this concept art got uh, a little bit of reaction amongst our community online, but uh, Spider Monkey released three concept art pieces featuring Tom Holland, Chris Evans, and Jacob Tremblay as the various versions of Ben 10. The image of Holland's Ben 10 went viral and even led to Holland sharing his reaction to the art by posting a simple, no. (laughs) <laughs> in the Instagram comments. What do you think about this? Do, do any one of these uh, make you excited for, for Ben 10? Or do you think this is a property that should just be left alone? Honestly, I've been hopeful for a Ben 10 live action film for a while. Uh, I know there's been various incarnations of the series, uh, especially since I kind of left that part of my childhood behind and stopped watching the series. Because uh, I, I, was, I was in my late teens, I think, when the first Ben 10 actually started premiering in, on, on TV. So I, I remember watching it a little bit. I thought it was really good. It had really good vibes. The storyline was really cool. The idea is really awesome and I think would translate very well, almost, almost like a Green Lantern film mm-hmm. done right. Uh, so I think there's lots of great potential for a Ben 10 franchise, but I guess we can't count on Tom Holland to be a part of it. <laughs> no. I love that. So simple. Uh, So DC Universe's Swamp Thing series is going to finally make its official broadcast debut on the CW on October 6th with a 90-minute premiere, which is really cool. Okay, so now, is this like the Dead in the Water version? They're just going back and revisiting it and airing it on the CW, right? This is not new. Correct. That is correct. Okay. Um, So Swamp Thing was one season, one and done. There's been a lot of people, and I, I think I know what you're about to ask, and that's, we don't know. Uh, if it does really well and the ratings are really good as CW, it's a possibility that they could revive the show. But as of right now, it's still dead in the water. It's still dead in the swamp. Because apparently, I mean, everybody liked the design and, of course, Derek Mears' performance mm-hmm. as Swamp Thing. Yeah. Everybody was gung-ho for the series. I, I finally got my chance to uh, watch it and enjoy it and you know it had elements in it that were just a little too dramatic for me even for a you know a dc universe show um because you know i fell in love with the Arrowverse from day one and boy does the cw no drama so i really think swamp thing will fit in well here because they have purchased the rights to to air it and stream it so so that's how this has made its way to the cw but you know and I even put this on our Facebook page after watching Swamp Thing, which was, you know, with J.J. Abrams creating his own Justice League Dark uh, production and show for uh, HBO Max. 
I mean, I would love to see them go ahead and put, bring in characters that they've already created within Swamp Thing as well as the Arrowverse and bring those guys together because we've got a great Swamp Thing. We've got a really, really great Blue Devil and Ian Fleming, even greater Constantine with Matt Ryan, uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure we could probably take a few of those extra little guys that, that have made their small appearances in the Arrowverse throughout time and bring them up to the big leagues with an HBO Max. So, I mean, honestly, we, we just got to find a really good Zaytana. Like we find that, I think we're in, in good business. Jack Black is reportedly getting busy in the video game world. And of course, you know he's got his ever popular uh, YouTube gaming channel that is out there. But he is also returning with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Don't call him Jack Black. Call him Officer Dick. Uh, he looks awesome. He looks awesome, he does. that's he for do. sure. He looks good in his uniform, doesn't he? So I, I'm excited to play it. Uh, you know, Did I, you play any of the original Tony Hawk games? I want to say yes, but I, I, I don't want to be completely sure on that fact because I don't I could, know. I could just ask you a digital question, but I want to ask you a real-world question. Has Tim Church ever been on a skateboard? Longboard, yes. Skateboard, no. Dude, do you have video or pictures of this? Um, Throwback no. Thursday, Facebook page, baby. Here's the thing. I have n- never ridden down a hill on a longboard or a skateboard. <laughs> I'm too accident prone for this, guys. I don't want to get hurt. Uh, <laughs> I went down a steep hill on a scooter once. I ended up going right over the handlebars. You're lucky you didn't impale yourself with the handlebars. Very like, lucky, dude. Those things are, are so dangerous. Oh. And I, I just I don't have the good hand-eye coordination for stuff like that. I don't rollerblade. I don't scooter. I don't skateboard. It's got wheels on. That's why I don't have a hoverboard. I want a hoverboard more than anything in this world. But they need to make like a hoverboard tricycle. You know, maybe have like a third mm-hmm. wheel in the back just to kind of help you balance so you can detach after a time. Uh, because frankly, I know five seconds on that, we're on our way to urgent care. Cox Medical Center <laughs> Branson is going to be our, my new home if I get on a hoverboard. Well, I mean, I would just say, I mean, I, I skipped, I rolled, I hit impressive distance after flying over the handlebars. Yeah. It's well, amazing I didn't crack my head open. I spent one too many evenings in the ER with friends from that. So I was like, eh, I, I'm bigger than they are. That means the bigger they are, the harder they fall. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of bigger that they are, man, I'm nailing these transitions today. You are. LeBron James and Warner Brothers have officially dropped a really cool new reveal from the upcoming Space Jam, a new legacy film, debuting a very first look at the official uniform that James will, will wear while representing the Toon Squad in the sequel. This is really awesome. I love the look. Um, I, 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 am pumped for this. I really, really am. I'm, I'm just really hoping that MJ has a cameo more than anything. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm crossing my fingers for an MJ or a Bill Murray cameo. Give me that and I'll be happy. We're going to do one more story. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to give you an opportunity to wrap up with some comments on project power. Mm, Yeah. There is going to be coming soon. This is a GameStop exclusive, so make sure you find your local GameStop if they'll let you inside the building or if it's still open at this point. But The Mandalorian, The Child. And, of course, this one is an addition with an ever-cute pose. And, of course, he's got his hands on the control knob. This will be a GameStop exclusive pop figure and would look really cute on any shelf going into the holiday season. 
Yeah, I love it. I, lo- I love all the Baby Yoda stuff. It's really difficult for me not to fill it's my card up. It's really good, right? Honestly, I've only seen one or two things. They're just like, <laughs> why'd they put that out? <laughs> um, but for the most part, everything has been really, really cool. And it's really taken a lot of patience and therapy for me not to go buy every single one of those things and fill our house full of those items. Buddy, it's fitting for us because we have been getting into some streaming shows. We have. Between uh, Disney Plus and also the Netflix. And as we get towards the end of the month, we're going to have some on-demand and some digital choices to make. One of which is going to be Mulan, which will be on Disney Plus for the asking price of 30 bucks. Once you buy it, it is yours in your queue as long as you keep your account active with Disney Plus. Alongside that, you will also have the opportunity to bring home Bill and Ted Face the Music. If you can't find it in a theater near you, you will have that option to watch it at home on digital on demand. But right now on Netflix, a show that captured Tim's attention and my own was Project Power with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And of course, this pill, (laughs) which is being distributed around CD circles that when you take it, you have no idea what your power is going to be, but you get five minutes worth of use. Project Power, you've seen it. Was it worth the investment on Netflix? And what was your impressions? Guys, uh, I didn't really know what I was going to be walking into. Uh, Right away, I realized that any expectations I had for the film, I needed to change them because I was kind of thinking, you know, you take the pill and, you know, I thought that the pill controlled the power, but it's really the human that controlled the power. And so that I had to reverse my entire mindset on that. And sorry, that's a spoiler for anybody, but they explained it in the trailer. I just didn't follow along very well. Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie tremendously. Once I, I resonated with the fact that it wasn't the movie I thought I was going into. Uh, love Jamie Foxx. He's awesome as always. George... Joseph Gordon-Levitt is by far one of my favorite actors. I'd yep. watch him in everything. It still bums me out that we'll never get to see him as Nightwing. Maybe someday. Uh, and this, we got a new player on the block, and I think we're going to see some really great stuff from, the, from her. Uh, Joseph, as well as Jamie Foxx, have both said that they expect really great things from her. Uh, but in the film, there's a young actress uh, who plays the character of Robin, believe it or not, which I thought was funny, uh, especially because there is a Batman and Robin reference in the film. But Dominique Fishback, so talented, both as an actress as well as musically. So I really think that she's got a very high future in front of her. Um, We'll see what happens, but I'm really hoping that Project Power is going to bring about a sequel. I think it's possible. Talk to me about that real quick, because obviously seeing the ending of Project Power, how could that potentially set up a spinoff or a sequel? Can you kind of talk about that without giving anything away? Uh, Let's see. Okay, so I I definitely feel like at the end of the film uh, that where the characters stand by the end of the film, I mm-hmm. think there's potential for something to bring them back together. Okay. Uh, they're, 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 you know, they've got the ability to come back together and I think that they're going to for one reason or the other. And I think that's where the film would take off uh, without giving too much away uh, about the film and spoiling too terribly much. I think that's all I can say, but yeah, I definitely think a sequel is possible. I've got it kind of in my head of how I think it should play out. Um, but You know, it was really cool to get to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt with superpowers. So, you know, I I still have him 
is a high hope that he'll appear in DC or Marvel universe again. Uh, you know, we didn't really get to see his full potential. I don't think because in, in the, the Christopher Nolan trip Batman trilogy. So here's hoping that project power is going to maybe be that gateway for him to do more, but also maybe Netflix's way to do more superhero films. I tell you what, it was a big investment by Netflix to put the money and all of that investment behind this particular project, throwing money not only at Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but also Jamie Foxx, but proving that this can be popular. As a matter of fact, it was trending at number one as far as the listing within Netflix itself. So obviously popular all across the country. Well, friends, that is a wrap on episode number 10 of the Informants Nerdcast as season one continues on. Remember, wherever you are at, we got to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the world. We have got Bulgaria, we've got Hungary, we've got Bolivia, we've got Brazil uh, that are now tuning into the Informants Nerdcast. And of course, listeners all across the United States, thank you so much for finding the cast and of course, making that decision to be informed. Stay connected to us outside of the Informants Nerdcast. You can find us on all of our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in Nerd Informants, and Tim, we are easy to find. Oh, so easy to find, guys. If you like what we're talking about here on the podcast, you're going to love everything you're going to find on the social channels. So what we're talking about right here, uh, this is just our opinions on that content. So it's extended content from our social media. You don't get that anywhere else, okay? We are doing something I think that it's going to change the revolution of podcasting, in my opinion. So I, I think we found this perfect branch off. People love it. People in Brazil are listening to us. So how cool is that? It is quite the niche, my friends. We will see you as season one continues on. Episode 11 will be coming your way. And of course, don't forget, you can get the Informants Nerdcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and beyond. So until we see you for the next one, fellow geeks and nerds, as we always say, be Be informed. You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.